Welcome to Mission Gathering Charlotte. This community is for you. If you grew up in the church and have lost your faith, if you are in a moment of deconstruction or reconstruction, if scandals, politics, and hate have led you into doubt, if the stories of this faith raise doubts and curiosity in you, our time together is not about trying to fix you. You are not broken. Our journey in this life is not about erasing doubt but embracing them. For it is only on the darkest night we can see the stars. Life's journey is hard enough so we don't think you should have to make this journey alone. So if you are Asian, Latinx, Black or White, Indigenous, if you are male or female, trans or non-binary, if you are three days old, 30 years old or 103 years old, if you've never stepped foot in a church, or if you are Buddhist, Roman Catholic, agnostic or are a lifelong evangelical, if you are single, married, divorced, separated or partnered, if you are straight, gay, lesbian, asexual or bisexual, if you are a Republican, Democrat, independent, socialist or not registered to vote, if you have or had addictions, phobias, abortions or a criminal record, if you own your home, rent, live with your parents or are homeless, if you are fully abled, disabled or a person of differing abilities, you are welcome to join us on this journey to share our sacred meal at the Table of Grace. Happy Sunday and welcome one and all. Hey everybody, Pastor Andrew here and thank you for joining us in our online broadcast today. This is that awkward time where we ask um, if you could support this broadcast, if you could support this community. At Mission Gathering Christian Church Disciples of Christ Charlotte, we exist 100% based upon your donations. And from those donations, people are fed. This space is opened up for others to come and do acts of justice as we assist them in their good works. But most of all, through your donations, we are a community committed in this time, both still in and moving past pandemic, of relearning how to be human, or maybe even learning how to be truly human for the first time. Because the future that we're all heading into, that future requires imagination, hope, and community. And that's what we have here. So for your gifts that you will give today, I want to say thank you. And even if your gift is just sharing this broadcast, hitting that like or subscribe button, or simply choosing to do something amazing in your own community, wherever it is this week, I want to give thanks to that and dedicate it to God. So let's pray. Blessed Creator, you have created a universe of abundance that moves and expands with ease. As we breathe in the same way that galaxies breathe and that stars pulsate, let us breathe in your abundance and let that breathing out flow back into the world, into our neighbors' hearts, into their minds, providing them both with mutual aid for their material needs and spiritual grounding for the needs beyond the flesh. God, for these great gifts that we have been given and that we give back to your purposes, we thank you and dedicate them to you. Amen.
Someone from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus said to him, Man, who appointed me as the judge or referee between you and your brother? Then Jesus said to them, Watch out, guard yourself against all kinds of greed. After all, one's life isn't determined by one's possessions, even when someone is very wealthy. Then he told them a parable. A certain rich man's region produced a bountiful crop. He said to himself, What will I do? I have no place to store my harvest. Then he thought, Here's what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. That's where I'll store all my grain and goods. I'll say to myself, You have stored up plenty of goods, enough for several years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, Fool, tonight you will die. Now, who will get the things that you have prepared for yourself? This is the way it will be for those who hoard things for themselves and aren't rich towards God. Luke chapter 12, verses 13 through 21, Common English Bible Translation. The Word of God, for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this Bible passage that we read, it's one of those that pastors really like to bring out on what we used to call, what was it? Stewardship Sunday, you know, the, the day that everyone tried to miss church because the pastor would guilt you into saying, well, don't store up your treasures here on earth, but store them up in heaven by giving them to the church. Some unscrupulous pastors would even do that little heartbeat thump on the microphone to be like, you never know when the hour of your death is or when your heart might stop beating. And to translate this story into that idea would be to lose a lot of what's going on here, some of the deeper things that are happening. And while I do think that people who are a part of church communities should do their part to help support it, and, and those who see good things happening should give towards those good things, it's not what this story is about. As we read, the story starts off with two brothers, and, and these brothers are well off, right? These brothers aren't hurting for money. But the oldest brother, it seems, wasn't sharing an inheritance with his youngest brother. So the younger one asks Jesus to intervene. But Jesus, in true Jesus fashion, sidesteps this request. And we shouldn't read this as being an odd request for them to make of Jesus. And in the first century, rabbis would often weigh in on, on disputes over inheritances, on, on splitting up money between the family, or even, you know, what crops should be planted that year. But Jesus doesn't want to get caught up in that because Jesus sees that there's something else going on here. So instead, Jesus does what Jesus so often does in the Gospel of Luke. Jesus tells a story, and the story is about a man whose region, right? It, most of your translations probably say land, and that makes it sound like the man possessed all of the land. But the word that's used here in the Greek is, is for the whole region. So the place where this guy lived, his country, his state, Everyone had produced this bumper crop from the right combination of sun and soil and rain. And there had been so much grain produced that it had been unlike anything that they had seen before. Now, something that might sound familiar with this story that would get overlooked if we made this just about tithing to the church 
Something that you've seen if you've been watching the news about supply and demand and inflation. In this case, it would be deflation. That's what's going through this man's mind, this rich man's mind, is that the price of grain had been deflated because there was a surplus of grain. So there was more grain than anybody needed, so the price went down. So he thinks to himself, well, if I sell this grain that I've gotten right now, well, then I'm going to lose out on a lot of money because it's not worth as much as it will be worth later. So he comes up with the idea that if he builds bigger barns to store this grain in, he can sell it at a higher price later when the surplus of grain has been exhausted, right? When there's more demand and less supply. I know. I didn't come here for an economics lesson either, but this is important. Because this man, this rich man, is having this conversation. But he's not having this conversation with somebody else or a worker from his lands or even a spouse or children. This man is literally having a conversation with himself. And in the original language, it comes off as a joke. This man is being ridiculous. He's talking to himself about himself about how wonderful this will be and how he'll be set up for life if he just waits to sell his grain for the time when people are desperate for it. But as we see in the rest of the story, that night God calls him a fool. And this is the only time in any parable in Luke where God addresses a person, an individual, speaking directly to them. And I want to just take a sidebar right here that this word that gets rendered in translation as fool, there are many ways that this language could be seen as ableist language. But the Greek word here is, is not the word for someone who has neurodivergence or different mental capabilities or capacities. It's a Greek word. And the Greek word is aphro. Now, Afro means someone who is unenlightened, someone who's not paying attention to what's going on, or someone who's inconsiderate. So it's like a willful thing, a willful foolishness. It's not something that someone's struggling with in their life. This man is a fool because he has not stopped to think about anyone except himself. He hasn't even talked to anyone except for himself. And that very night, after he's made this scheme to get rich, off of what everyone got, off of what came from God, that very night he learns he will die. Now, when Jesus is telling this story in the first century, almost 80% of the population lived hand to mouth, right? They worked daily for their daily bread. We just prayed that last week, right? Give us today the bread we need. And this bumper crop had been yielded. But in the story, Jesus doesn't say it was through the man's hard work or his cunning or his ability to to figure out irrigation or the right fields to plant in. Notice this bumper crop came from the rains. It came from God's abundance. It came from creation. And this man, this rich man, this fool, this foolish man, rather than allow there to be a jubilee for the poor and the starving who work constantly for next to nothing and whose bellies grumble every night, this this man's scheme was more than just hoarding things for himself. This man schemed a way to exploit these poor people down the road. That's what Jesus brings into this conversation between these two brothers. That's what Jesus brings into this argument that they're having. That they should watch out for greed. And that word in the Greek 
is pleonexia, right? That's a tough one. Pleonexia, which can be translated as, as to have advantage over someone, right? To take advantage over someone or an advantage that someone possesses over another or even can be translated as an inordinate desire for riches and wealth. The two rich brothers that spawned this parable that, that, that led Jesus to tell this story, to teach this story, had wanted Jesus to decide what was fair, right? You've met those people before. They wanted to know what was the fair thing to do with the inheritance that the oldest had got. But Jesus wanted them to see something different. Jesus wanted to see themselves not in their relation of fairness between the two of them, right? Jesus expands the conversation to speak about what is equitable to everyone, for the whole community. They had what they needed. They had everything they could need or hope to need, but they still felt like they needed more. They did not seek the good that they could do with the money from the inheritance. You have to think that if that had been the younger brother's intention, he would have said, Jesus, tell my older brother to share the inheritance with me so that I can give it to the poor. But he doesn't do that. He wants his fair share, what he feels like he's owed. That's why Jesus tells this story of the rich fool. Because no amount of money, whether it's stored up securely in a newly built barn, or whether it's in a bank or stocks, No amount of money can offer assurance and security that you will have a next day in your life. Think about that, right? Because of the moment that we're in, we're seeing inflation rise to like levels that none of us have ever seen it rise. In the future, the future both with the looming presence and doom of of climate collapse and the future of just politics in this nation, The future looks pretty wobbly at best. And I get it. There's a temptation in each of us to say, let us save up our resources so that later on down the road, we won't have to worry about the future. And I'm not just talking about us as individuals. Religious institutions do the same things. They save up money for for future dates so that they can make sure that their buildings and the places that they're at, everything that they own can survive. But when we do that, When we do that, we miss out on something. We ignore the needs and disregard the needy all around us. I get it. We tell ourselves, don't we deserve a break? We've been through so much. It's been such a hard few years. Shouldn't we be able to just eat, drink, and be merry? Isn't it fair that we spend what we have on ourselves and on our loved ones and on the things that we've wanted for so long? Isn't it fair that we try and save our money to secure our family's future? The short answer to that, the one you might not expect me to say is, yeah, that is fair. You should be able to do that things. It's completely fair to try and make sure that you're supporting yourself and securing your future. But the problem is, sometimes we're like those two brothers. Our futures are secure. We have everything that we need. And we begin to focus only on ourselves. Or maybe you have kids and stuff. You focus only on our family units. And when we do that, Mission Gathering and Friends, when we do that, when we only focus on ourselves or our family unit, we lose something to the foolishness of wealth. You see, we have a sickness in our country. We live in a system that only honors 
this idea of individualism. But individualism is antithetical to our DNA. You were not made to be just an individual. Your molecular structure needs and craves community. It only exists within the interconnected, interweaving web of this ecosystem we all live in. Our souls are meant to commune with each other, not just to talk to ourselves by ourselves. Our very future and wholeness depends upon us working together, not upon our own individual efforts piled up on their own. So rather maybe than appealing to Jesus or religion like some of the TV preachers do or some of the politicians do in this strange quest for a sterile fairness that never works out for anyone but those on the top, we should skip that foolishness. And instead, we should use this time that we have in search of communal equity, of seeing ways that, that maybe some people need a little bit more right now and then others need a little bit less but to live into that sense of equity, of making sure that we do not hoard what we have so that we can hold our own advantage over the lives of others who don't have. I know that flies in the face of how we do economics in this country, but instead, what if we had, what if we had the imagination? What if we had the resolve to use what we have been given to imagine a new way of being together? a new path forward, one that comes from the deepness of time before written language and history, one that is also very new and unique to who we are and where we are in this moment. She gathering it, friends, this is your one chance at life as far as we know. The question is always, how do you want to live it? Do you want to live it in the quest for security found in possessions, advantage over others? Or with this one wild and precious life, Do you want your abundance to flow from you, creating more love, more laughter and life out in this world and in the communities surrounding us? I'm not trying to sugarcoat that these are hard times we live in. It's the truth. These are hard times. But there are times that require each of us to do the hard work of imagining new possibilities, the hard work of seeing beyond what is and into what could be. I get it. That's a lot to ask. And I know that you're tired. Do you know what else I know? I know that you're up for this task. Because this is your one wild and precious life. But this is also the time that you have been born into. This is the moment that was made for you, that you were made for. We need you. The world needs you right now. So friends, Mission Gathering anyone watching this broadcast, may you rise to the challenge of these times. May you dream new dreams. May you never, never forget that you are part of this world and beholden to it, just as you are part of God, who one day will also demand this life that you've been given be returned to its source. Should gathering in friends, may it be so.